our loving Father in heaven, praise, honor, glory, and adoration be unto your name for your goodness and your mercy and your love which you have bestowed upon all of us. We are grateful, Lord, that you have made us to be partakers of this wonderful privilege of being among the living. Glory be to your name, O Lord. We give our lives to you, O Lord, and we ask, consecrate us to your service, that we may glorify you with the life you've given to us. Speak to us, dear Lord, and grant us the gift of your Spirit. Fulfill your promise in our lives, that as many as receive your Son, that you will give us power to become sons of God. As we listen to your words, bless us. Help us, Lord, that we will also speak words that will bless others. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, April 13. The Influence of Mind on Mind. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 The influence of mind on mind, so strong a power for good when sanctified, is equally strong for evil in the hands of those opposed to God. This power Satan used in his work of instilling evil into the minds of the angels and he made it appear that he was seeking the good of the universe. Cast out of heaven, Satan set up his kingdom in this world, and ever since, he has been untiringly striving to seduce human beings from their allegiance to God. He uses the same power that he used in heaven, the influence of mind on mind. Men become tempters of their fellow men. The strong, corrupting sentiments of Satan are cherished and they exert a masterly, compelling power. Clear spiritual eyesight is needed to distinguish between the chaff and the wheat, between the science of Satan and the science of the word of truth. Christ, the great physician, came to our world to give health and peace and perfection of character to all who will receive him. His gospel does not consist of outward methods and performances through which the science of an evil work may be introduced as a great blessing afterwards to prove a great curse. In the second chapter of Philippians is found a presentation of true godliness. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. To advocate the science of mind cure is opening a door through which Satan will enter to take possession of mind and heart. Satan controls both the mind that is given up to be controlled by another and the mind that controls. May God help us 
to understand the true science of building on Christ, our Savior and Redeemer. Christ is the greatest of all physicians. He is a physician of the soul as well as of the body. Had he not come to this world to redeem us from Satan's hellish power, we would have had no hope of gaining eternal life. Let us not point minds to erring human beings. Let us say, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29. Amen. The title of our devotion is The Influence of Mind on Mind. We have been looking at the topic of the mind because we have been made to understand that the purpose of God in creating you and me is that we must, we should have the mind of Christ. As opposed to having the mind of Christ, there is the mind of Satan, which he craftily is trying to instill in humanity. It is the will of the devil that we do not have the mind of God, which means that we are in the image and likeness of God. But to make us in the image and likeness of Satan, Satan wants to instill his mind upon us and not the mind of Christ. We already looked at it yesterday, how God wants to bring man back to his original purpose, which is to make us to have the mind of God. When Jesus was saying that he wants to do the will of the Father, that means he wants to have one mind with the Father. And that is why he prayed that man should be united with him just as he is united with the Father, so that we all can have one mind. And when we read in Philippians 2 verse 5, where it says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Two days ago, we looked at how Jesus had the mind of the Father. I would implore us to listen to that devotion titled, In Unison with the Father, In Unison with God, how Jesus, though had a different will, made sure that his will was subject to the Father's will, so that him and the Father had one mind and one will there we were able to see how we also were in the same situation as Jesus, having a will that is different from the will of the Father, but then yielding our will to the Father so that our mind and his mind is one. But there is someone who is trying to thwart this purpose of God. From the beginning of the creation of man, it has been the will of Satan to thwart the purpose of God when God said it he wants to make man in his own image and likeness, that is, to have the same mind as him. Satan, from the beginning, has been trying to thwart this purpose, but God, in his infinite mercy, has determined that he would also counterwork what the devil is doing. If not, we would have had the mind of the devil completely controlled by him. But when Satan made Adam to sin, God said, Genesis chapter 3, reading i believe verse 15 that he said there that he will put enmity between us and the devil if not for such a statement we would have been wholly given up to the control of satan he would have full control of our mind fallen man is satan's lawful captive 
It is only through that statement that God made that he will put enmity between us and the devil that we are able to break off from his power and try to have a mind of Christ and not the mind of the devil. But today, Satan's deceptive power is being used to try to control the mind of man. There are some methods today which may pass as being innocent and harmless, but they are devices of the devil to try to control the mind of man. And people who practice, this, practice these things may look all spiritual and look holy and pious, but they are under the control of the devil. And those who they try to control are also under the control of the devil. And that's why we read today that this science of mind philosophy or mind controlling mind is of the devil. And it can paint itself in various ways that look good, but it's not so. And this is what the devil used in heaven to deceive angels. Let me ask, do you think it is an easy work to deceive angels? For the devil to have deceived angels, he had great power to control their minds and twist it in such a way that they began to see God as evil and himself as good. We are talking of someone who has great powers here, who understands the science of the mind and uses his knowledge to evil purposes. And he is using that same power which he used to deceive angels on man today. The only way man can be controlled, can be protected from this fiend or foe is by leaning on Jesus. Without us leaning on Jesus, the devil would have full control. So I want to just go through some of the ways that the devil does this. Today we have we hear of things like yoga, transcendental meditation, where those who do it look so calm and they say they want to be one with the universe and you see it in this Indian uh, uh, religion, the Hinduism and Buddhism and the rest of them, they practice these things where they say you want to have your mind under control and you sit down in a certain position and that's why we see the religion of Christ is not about outward practices it is a spiritual thing and when you have these outward practices to bring yourself your mind in control you can tell very well that that is fanaticism and that is exposing yourself to the control of the devil we read in our high calling page 109 paragraph 3 says Christ the great physician came to our world to give health and peace and perfection of character to all who would receive him his gospel does not consist of outward methods and performances through which the science of an evil work may be introduced as a great blessing afterward to prove a great curse the science of this controlling the mind where people say you have to control the mind and then you inhale, exhale, you sit down in a certain position and begin to inhale and exhale or play, sometimes even comes with music and they feel that this is what is helping to control the mind. The only thing that can bring your mind in control is Jesus Christ our Lord. And many times we have coaches, you have these mind coaches who try to instill their own mind on others and they tell you to open your mind open it and they start to speak things to the person who is 
opening the mind. We read that those who are trying to do this, controlling the mind of others and those who are controlled, both are under the power of Satan. Satan controls both the mind that is given up to be controlled by another and the mind that controls our high calling, page 109, paragraph 4. And in reality, that is what is happening. So I mentioned before yoga, transcendental meditation, which involves eventually practices that are terrible, where people have to first of all start silently being one with the universe as they claim and then claiming they are having their mind being cured but someone is controlling them someone is directing they have a a coach who is leading them and eventually it leads to other practices that will make them feel like now they are in control of the mind where is christ in all of that who has helped them it is a mind controlling another mind but he who is overseeing both minds is the devil himself but these things present themselves as though they are harmless or innocent but they are not harmless they are not innocent they are practices of the devil where he comes in imperceptibly creeping in to control the minds of men and by their fruits you shall know them if indeed these things were innocent they will lead to good works and good practices but what does kundalini yoga lead to eventually in kundalini yoga what's going to happen first of all the dress is already contrary to the word of god because they have these yoga pants so tight and seductive and eventually when they go on and practicing their yoga many times they go naked is that good works what kind of mind cure is that that will lead the mind to do things that are contrary to the word of god that kind of mind cure is of the devil which eventually leads to evil works if indeed it was of god it will lead to good works but the beginning and the end of it is ungodly that is for yoga and transcendental meditation and then we have other ways that the devil tries to use to control the mind which we are not to practice or put ourselves under we have practices like nlpr neuro linguistic programming we have supraliminal messaging subliminal messaging all of them are methods used by satan to control the mind it is true that this mind can be controlled by another and we are to guard ourselves diligently and zealously that we do not put ourselves under the control of the devil do you know that when you sit down to listen to music and watch movies many times you are under the influence of another person's mind we are talking of mind influencing mind here a great power for good and a great power for evil but it's only when it is sanctified that it's for good but this is indeed a power for evil and you you feel that no mind is controlling you but when you are sitting down and watching a movie you don't know that you're under the influence of another person's mind the person who wrote that movie the person who directed it that is his mind and when you sit down you open your mind for those things to come inside you and control you whatever it is you are watching it is the spirit is entering into you and controlling you that is the influence of mind over mind and then there's a subliminal messaging in the movies there's still the superliminal one where you are getting direct messages but then there's the one that is subliminal that comes to your mind unknown to you when you listen to these musics and watch the movies there are silent messages hidden 
from your consciousness but not from your mind. Your mind picks up hidden messages that you are not aware of and eventually you are being controlled to do things and you are wondering why you are doing them but you do not know that you have received messages from the movies, from the music, into your subconscious and these things in your subconscious have the power to still influence you. That is what subliminal means. Subliminal means something that is below the threshold of your consciousness but yet strong enough to cause an effect in your mind or to control you. That is what we call subliminal messaging. It is done by putting some some pictures or words in statements or pictures in movies or in any of the graphic presentations we watch that are hidden there. The mind can read it but it is not brought to your consciousness but as far as it has entered into the mind it will control the mind that is your subliminal messaging and these are the things we are told not to put ourselves under or to practice on another person we are not told let this mind be in you which was in mr this or mr that or in brother this or that or this man or that woman we are told let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus and that is the reason why no one has the right to put their mind in another person. Reading from letter 130, 1901, paragraph 10, it says, Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, following the signs of mind cure by which mind is merged in mind? No holding forth the word of life, continually striving to help and bless others, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. That is Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. So, here we see that there is only one way by which our mind can be cured and that is by continually striving to help and bless others holding forth the word of life not by mind controlling mind to advocate the science of mind cure is opening a door through which satan will enter to take possession of mind and heart christ is the greatest of all physicians he is a physician of the soul as well as of the body had he not come to this world to redeem us from Satan's hellish power, we would have had no hope of gaining eternal life. Shall we then teach the sick to look to human beings for the cure of the soul and body? Or shall we direct them to the one who can save to, them, save to the uttermost all who come to him? Let us not point minds to erring human beings. Let us say, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. John chapter 1 verse 29. Even in the healing of the soul today, we, we look at some tele-evangelists doing these healing schools and atmosphere of miracles, so-called. And you see that it is indeed still the same thing of mind over matter, mind controlling mind, and trying to get healing through that means. And you find out that it is another person's mind being instilled in another man's mind, whereas we are supposed to have the mind of Christ. So that is why we must be careful in these things. They look innocent sometimes when it's practiced even in the church. And they look as if they are harmless, but they are not. So God is instructing us today. There is just one mind that he wants us to have, which is the mind of Christ. And he does not bid us to move into practices that he did not instruct us to do. Like I mentioned earlier, transcendental meditation, yoga, spiritual formation, contemplative prayer, where you open your mind 
to another person and the person is preaching into your subconscious or telling you what to do where they if you watch it in some churches today they will say oh lose your mind and then they start to play some kind of songs to make the minds to be open then they will tell them open your mind just open your mind just release yourself and one person will be directing them and telling them what to do and when the mind is open they tell these people what to do and you think it is a joke but it is serious the mind open like that gives way for the devil to come in and like i said earlier by their fruits you shall know them if indeed these people were being open to the spirit of god in these practices where somebody else is controlling another person's mind telling them what to think telling them what to do guiding the practices and everything telling them how to what to do at certain times in the church if it was indeed of god you would see a transformation in the life for good but many times it's just outward performances at that moment just for that moment they shout and they, they claim that they are being possessed by the spirit of god and they are in the spirit of worship like they say they, they, they say we have praise time we have worship time and then when it comes to the worship time they start to make the song slower and slower and then they try to make the mind to be to be open and then the person feels like they are holy and eventually that's where it gets to and then they believe that they are holy i'll read now from where i was reading earlier that i want page 1901 paragraph 15 it says you are encrusted with phariseeism you can see in you can see but little that is imperfect in yourselves is this because the science of mind controlling mind leads you to believe that if you have faith that you are perfect you are perfect satan has taken you both captive if you had been willing to see your defects of character you would have felt your need of a personal savior you would have seen your weakness and your terrible danger and in your weakness you would have come to christ accepting him as your strength your front guard and your rear word amen now what is this what is the end of this mind controlling mind through these outward performances like like i mentioned that transcendental meditation yoga and even when you go to churches and you see people just in that so-called mood of worship where they play music on the background and their minds are open and they are in that spiritual formation contemplative prayer where someone else is controlling their minds and telling them what to do in the service how to open their minds and then the music gets louder and louder and later they start to make a lot of noise and they say oh i had a spirit-filled experience today and they feel like they are filled with the holy spirit they feel like they are now they are now perfect what has happened really are they perfect they have engaged in performances that have made them feel that the holy spirit is in them but is that the case by their fruits you shall know them you check their life and you find out that these people are still slaves to sin in bondage to sin but because of these things they tell them if you believe if you believe i've seen it happen this televangelist all things are possible to them that believe all things are possible they keep repeating it to them and then the people are not having a change of life but they just come out believing forgetting that for you to have faith there is condition you must fulfill the conditions before you can appropriate the blessings to yourself if you are not fulfilling the condition then you are not having faith but that is presumption so that's why we read now do you think just because you feel that you are perfect then you are perfect by these practices by this mind cure just because you open your mind to someone else and the person is telling you oh now you are perfect and then you believe that you are perfect then that's how you are perfect and because of that these people will see there will be errors in the life but they will not be able to see it they have so many weaknesses but they will claim oh i am spirit filled do you have the holy spirit and then it can lead into babbling which they call speaking in tongues and when they feel this way 
they feel like they are on top of the rest of the world there's nothing wrong in their life there's nothing they can see that is in an error and sometimes they even become above the word of god this is the end of the mind cure to deceive people and make them believe that they are fine when they are not and may god deliver us from these things and this is what god is warning us against do not enter into these practices subliminal messaging even in church and uh, transcendental meditation and all of them it is a counterfeit to the real work that god wants to do in us there is only one way that the mind can be cured and that is through christ jesus let this mind be in you which was also in christ jesus it is by receiving the word of god in heart and mind that it's the mind is cured it is by practicing the truth that the mind is cured we are told in romans chapter 12 verse 2 be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of the mind before that in verse 1 we are told told i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is your reasonable service it is by practicing the truth and the word of god that the mind is cured it is by receiving christ into the life john 1 verse 12 as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of god and you do not see the example of jesus sitting down with his legs crossed and his two arms spread open and he closing his eyes and then doing transcendental meditation you never hear of jesus doing mind cure and jumping around and nodding his head all over the place and making it look as if he is being one with the universe and being filled with the spirit his life was that that was in harmony with the word of god his life was a life of prayer a life of obedience a life that was not the kind of prayer that we see today by the way that was not it he he taught us to pray and his prayer if you look at it was always all the time calm and reasonable not in the making of a noise he taught us to pray in a closet even in the in the in in, in the most most uh, trying time of his life in gethsemane you saw his prayer there very simple short straight to the point and reasonable and that is a practice that we are to have not these outward bodily demonstrations and performances that make it look as if something is controlling you that is the holy spirit but it is not the holy spirit may god deliver us from these things and give us the grace that we would have the mind of christ is my prayer amen the reading says from the fifth paragraph that christ is the greatest of all physicians he is a physician of the soul as well as the body Had he not come to this world to redeem us from Satan's hellish power, we would have had no hope of gaining eternal life. So we need clear spiritual eyesight is needed to distinguish between the chaff and the wheat, between the science of Satan and the science of the word of truth. And for the obtained time, there is a need to give to sound an alarm here we need a clear spiritual eyesight to distinguish between the chaff and the wheat no verse Siki taught a lot about this part I just want to add that parents that have an experimental knowledge of the science of salvation are to separate the chaff from the wheat they are supposed to 
to convey that scientific knowledge to their children so that they too can descend the chaff from the wheat. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2 he said, And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knowest not neither did the, thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man did not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord that man live. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandment of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that springs out of valleys and hills a land of wheat and barley and vines and figs and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. A careful study of the word of God is required here. He said, Therefore shall ye lay up these words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. And ye shall teach them, your children, speaking of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house, and upon thy gates. Tell them about heavenly things. That is for the parents living today, tell your children, tell your children about heavenly things. Lift their eyes away from the artificial until by faith they can see the land wherein we shall eat bread without scarceness. We shall not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are diamonds and other precious minerals. And then he says, When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he had given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes and which I command thee this day. Our dear Father, we thank you for the lessons which you have taught us today pray that you help us that our only mirror it should be you it should be your law and no one else help us not to depend on any man's wisdom or on or any man's righteousness but help us to depend on you and you alone as we have learned these things teach us that daily we should learn to follow your will and follow your ways we know father we have sinned against you we pray that you forgive us for our sins cleanse us from all unrighteousness give us the strength that is sufficient for today to overcome its temptations and by the end of the day we will give all glory and honor to you for victory thank you dear father for 
the privilege of coming to you this morning for we pray in jesus name amen